do these things want and why are they here? You still don't get it, do you, boy? They have recruited the rich and the powerful. They're running the whole show. Wake up! They're all about you, all around you. Blind us to the truth. Take a look. They are safe as long as they are not discovered. I don't know what they are or where they came from, but we gotta stop them. Stay away from me. Put these on. They have us. Look at them. They're everywhere. We have no other choice. I don't like this one bit. Leave it alone, man. It ain't none of my business, ain't none of yours. We have been lulled into a trance. Listen to what I'm saying to you. We're in trouble. The whole world's in trouble. Control us! You're sending some kind of signals on TV sets. I've got one that can see. Mama don't like tattletales. Now we start spilling some blood. Let's go! Push I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick it. And I'm all out of bubblegum. staircase into a dank dark basement what awaits the saturday night freak show (laughs) welcome back ladies and germs to the saturday night freak show podcast every saturday it happens right here right now we watch a movie we talk about it for your edification and listening pleasure Uh, my name is colin i'm your host i'm surrounded by a bunch of internet radio superstars including travis gary brent and this week, it was Gary's pick at the movies. Gary, what did we watch this week? We watched John Carpenter's They Live from the year 1988. Whoa. Dun, dun, dun. Finally so made it. I saw uh, there was a uh, there was a thing. Yeah, we finally brought John Carpenter to the uh, to the freak show. Oh, we've done how many movies and we've referenced him, but we've never actually brought a John Carpenter movie. Thank you, Gary, for doing it, because I was going to at some point. I'm like sitting there going, man, I've picked like all these other people that I like, and then. Where John Carpenter's like one of my top three favorite directors of all time. Right. <laughs> I was surprised you guys hadn't done one, literally going back to the old podcast. Well, it's just like, are they so familiar to us that we, you know, won't have anything to say? But I think you picked a good one. I think there is like a significant amount of uh, ground to cover with they live. They live, we sleep. And that's I like I like say. Yeah. Well, That's what I think all the posters should say. All the T-shirts, they live, we sleep. Yeah, well, you they, lose the just the they live. Like, oh, what's that a reference to? They right. live, we sleep. You get the whole idea, man. Well, and that's the thing. That's what got me into this movie and, and what's made me enjoy it all these years is it's, it got me thinking along the conspiracy theory lines and, and even how they, the guys that wake up to this, which we see now in the Matrix with the red or the blue pill waking up. I was going to say, yeah, if, yeah. It, like, if you've never seen They Live, I mean, this is the predecessor to the Matrix. It is. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 we live in a false reality. You have to wake up to see what's actually going on. You got to wake others up. 
But Matrix had a story. They came up with a story. They <laughs> 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 just had a concept. I mean, because this movie, I love, you know, I I love this. I was just telling Colin upstairs, like, this movie, you watch this movie every 10 years, you're like, fuck, this is a classic. You watch it twice every 10 years, you're like, ah, fuck, it drags a little bit. <laughs> like, it, it's just one of those movies, like, if you get too used to it, uh, you start seeing all the holes in it, whatever. But if, if you know, if you do, because, I mean, shit, I just watched this. Uh, I probably watched this maybe two or three years ago. How, like when this Blu-ray just came out. This came out uh, last year, maybe last year. So like, I, I think I may have watched this when the Blu-ray just came out. Yeah, like but I'm like, God time. damn, this is a classic. I should, you know, well, because I'm what Gary was saying. I'm kind of in, into the conspiracy world, so it's like this is a classic. This has everything that we need when it comes to you know. Uh, whatever social commentary type of anti-propaganda movies, whatever. But then the more you watch it, you're like, shit, I don't think I could ever just put this in for enjoyment. <laughs> like, well, well, it does. I, I do agree with that. If you watch it too often, it does become that, that person you picked up at 2 a.m. at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like a good idea at the time, but it's, by the it's end, It's the yeah. annoying friend. Man. Yeah. It's the guy who was awesome. <laughs> like, so, after a weekend with yeah. him, you're like, fuck, yeah. dude. Yeah. Well, it has, like, uh, I mean, for a significant portion of the running time, I'm going to say about half the movie, it's in intriguing when you're trying to figure out like what the hell is actually going on roddy piper is this drifter anybody know his name anybody yes no. his name is nada well because you looked it up well yeah <laughs> it's nada nada which is nothing so he's yeah. a nothing man right? Yeah. right but yeah they never mentioned like nobody really well i guess there's holly and there's frank yes, okay, sure. there. i don't remember but yeah they never mentioned his name but he's a drifter who's uh out of work unemployed uh, and falls in with a uh, group of homeless people, and then they find out that there's a, a radio or sorry TV broadcasts going out that are. Um, this is okay. Wait. Like intercepting. <laughs> well, they're, they're trying to break in on the signal of our our quote unquote benevolent overlords. Yeah. Because it's in everything. It's in advertising magazines. I mean, that's okay. everywhere. Which is an alien race that basically has come to Earth and taken over and are using or working with the power elite. elite. Yeah. yeah. Giving the rewarding them for money for their compliance and their scheme. And it's like, okay, so but what do they want, these aliens? They, they just said, want us as livestock. We're not supposed they say I I like what they said they we could be pets or they could uh, or they could, could be, just could be food. we could be food but we're livestock we keep it going they just yeah. need to keep us wanting to consume things keep us Did wanting they also say that like earth was their third world country yeah, yeah. we yeah, are their third world because yeah. we're developing but they said yeah. they said it but that may be contradictory maybe not they said that they were looking at or at one point i think it was a throw off line that somebody said where it was like they were after our resources they wanted to suck the planet dry or something like that and then move on to another planet yeah, yeah. So that's why we're the third world country. It'd be like us going to, you know, a poor country, taking the oil, then, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, community. that's clearly. So you mean business as usual. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> basically human after. business. <laughs> but I I think the most important things in this movie really are said in the first, like the first, like speaking lines of this movie. You got the blind uh, the blind uh, black preacher who talks about how they are our masters. You know, we are yep. we are bred from 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 life to death to be in this game of just like. Yeah. And then uh, and then uh, the first of what is uh, many of scenes of people watching TV and like listening to commercials. But the first yeah, one watching you, commercials never actually shows. It's but the first one you hear this buy this consume this. The first one you hear though is a lady talking about how. 
how I'll just be sitting in my home and I can turn on TV and then I'm I'm coming out of the limo or I'm on vacation. Just the idea that when you're watching yeah, TV, famous. she can live vicariously, living vicariously through. This yeah. is how the television sucks you of your soul and your ability to to think freely, because you can sit down. And we, I mean, we talked about this, I'm sure, a few times on the podcast about certain movies. Just the idea that 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 say, if you want to watch a movie about a, a young prophesized kid taking over an an empire, then you sitting in your living room might not feel so obliged to actually go out and do something political because you're you're kind of uh, you've already done it in your mind in your yeah. own what mind. I remember was it Scrooge or something where the guy be in Scrooge became confused as to whether or not oh, yeah. he actually had yeah, the memory Scrooge. or if it was like this. Yeah, that was a TV show. It was like it didn't actually. Yeah, the cabbie. Any. The cabbie said that to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was actually. Frank, yeah, that was the, the courtship uh, of Eddie's father. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little house on the prairie. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, I see that idea. It's actually kind of echoed in uh, in Videodrome, David Cronenberg's movie, oh. where like the in that there's a scene where the homeless are led to a shelter, which is like the Cathode Ray Ministries or something like that. Where like your basic human right is you have to have a, te- a television set like that. You know, yeah. makes everybody okay, and it's just all these people in this homeless shelter just watching TV. Well, and we oh. observe that even in this movie at, at, at Bumtown, for lack of a better term, yeah. you know, the only thing that worked was that battery operated television. Cause there's no electricity. Yeah. Uh, Gary, it's a shanty town. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Sorry. I'm not, I wasn't being politically correct. I apologize <laughs> to any of our homeless listeners. Thank you. Okay. Or homeless podcasters. <laughs> that was the weird thing about this movie. Sorry. It's like, so, so, uh, so uh, Roddy Piper comes traveling into town. He can't get a job, or he goes to the unemployment office. They're full, they're full up. He goes to a construction site, asks if there's anything. He meets uh, Keith David. Keith David. Yeah, yeah, Keith David. Keith David has a job, yeah. but lives at this homeless life. Well, that I was never entirely sure of, because he said he was like, I'm going by there if you want. you know." To so I figured he was going home somewhere, but it, he lives he there. He lives there. Yeah, well, he, he has a couple there. of moments like that. he knows the people yeah. who, yeah. Well, yeah. You're not sure if he actually has like a, uh, yeah, he a might home situation. have a home. He just hangs out there. Right? Yeah, he's he's like, nice they're good car. people. Yeah. He's got a sweet car. <laughs> See, I don't think he has a car because he's walking around everywhere. Yeah. He's always walking around. Yeah, I think, true. I, it, but I always did when I, I saw this movie earlier. I always assumed that was his car because he got Piper's a, like, oh, sorry. And yeah. he's, when oh, they're fighting, when yeah. they're fighting in the alleyway. And yeah, why, why he, else would he get so upset about? It's because he actually was going to hit him with some two by four. Yeah, you know, he's like, he could have like he seriously. I mean, window, yeah, you yeah. could have seriously. Fucked yeah, me yeah, up they're punching each other, yeah. but once you bring in like weapons, it's like fuck, dude. What we're going to kill each other now? <laughs> well, Broach the subject. The two main things that it seems like this movie. Okay, maybe there's three things this movie is known for. Even if you haven't seen it, you know that it's the movie where they wear sunglasses and they see you know the the aliens. That's one. You know uh, the line. Uh, it's time to. I'm, I'm here to, come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, yeah. and I'm all out of bubblegum. But you do always hear it the other way around. I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum because right. that's how Duke Everybody Nukem. Says it backwards. All right, yeah. the Duke Nukem it. video and game. Yes. People yes. know the Duke Nukem, like attribute that to Duke Nukem, but it originated and they yeah, live, that's ladies right. and gentlemen. That's where it comes from, and that is too. And, and that was uh, Roddy Piper's own line, like John Carr. He let him like give all his one liners. Like, every one liner, whether it makes sense or not in this movie, because there's a lot of like from Roddy Piper, just because he was you know that WWE. F like 
uh, what was it called? Piper's Piper's Pit. Piper's Pit. Where I mean, that, that's what his, it takes to make a good kill. wrestler. If you're yeah. good on the, if you could talk on the mic to people and like yeah. keep TV going. Oh, know, yeah. oh my god, this guy's a great wrestler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the okay. third thing, the third thing being that uh, it's also known for this insanely long. It's like five and a half. It is one of the scene, longest fights I have ever seen in which the movie. Was, there's a hilarious South Park parody that they did of it, and apparently Tom was telling me uh, that in the game Saints Row with three or something like that. Uh, Keith David is a voice actor, and then yes. at some point, like Roddy Piper and Keith David both contributed their huh. voices to a wow. re- like the characters go by and see these guys fighting in a in an alley. Okay, so the fight scene, you say it's got to be there because Roddy Piper has a fan base in wrestling, and right? they want to see his wrestling moves. But John Carpenter is like a huge fan of John Wayne, like he is a Western aficionado, freak for westerns. And he loves a movie that's not a Western, coincidentally, that stars John Wayne called The Quiet Man. And in The Quiet Man, there's this long-ass throwdown between John Wayne and this other guy. And I think John Carpenter said, I want to do a fight scene that's longer than that one. Like, you know, at least as long or longer to have, like, the record longest fight scene in a movie. And so that's where that came about from. And I've seen, like, film, uh, I don't want to say film reviewers, but I've seen people that, that, uh, you know, try to dissect film, and they really look at that as like this is what it takes to open someone's eyes. It takes this much like time and effort to get someone to wake up to the social problems and la 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 la. Where it's like, eh, he, or he just wanted a long fight. <laughs> yeah. You know, what are yeah. the I mean, right? Hey, it's all film well, subjective. It's kind of, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's a, and this is the interesting thing about the movie. You know, it it is a exploitation B science fiction movie. It's you know, John Carpenter's always struck me as a guy who like. Like in his uh, in, in the era in which he was working, he drew from his inspiration was 1940s and 50s uh, science fiction like, films. You know, like uh, what, like the thing, uh, or yeah. Well, or I was saying westerns, the, right? I mean, because this movie's a western. Yeah, as you, soon as you the brought the train up comes real, across. Yeah. He's, it's like yeah, he's the gunfighter coming into town. And then yeah. at the end, all it is is a gunfight at the end. The whole yeah. last like yeah. 20 minutes is just gunfighting, just him going into every fucking yeah. saloon and well, killing all the aliens. It has the same kind of like uh, moral outlook as a western does. Because in westerns, you know, the old ones, if you remember, before Clint Eastwood came along and made everything a little yeah. more grayer. My dad always was, hated Clint Eastwood. There were guys <laughs> with the, the good guys wore the white hats and the bad guys wore the black hats. Yeah. In this movie, when you put the glasses on, you see things literally and figuratively in black, black and white. white. Yeah, <laughs> there that's is for no, sure. There's, there's no, no gray like, area. Yeah, yeah. it is yeah. just simply right and wrong. And that also kind of is interesting then in the way that like uh, Piper, re- what you know, Roddy Piper's character responds to the whole idea of uh, you know when he puts these glasses on, the glasses allow you to see the alien propaganda and the aliens. When he sees it, it's like his automatic first response is to like. You got to kill him, you know. Right. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's that, what's awesome about that's him. That's like it's like he's a a man of action, I suppose, is one way to see <laughs> man it. Of action. But it is the American way to you know, say it's like you. You're all there's right. something the different. One, kill it because yeah. well, you yeah. know we'll be real you know, fucking it, ugly. But it's not just different. I mean, everything he sees is obey because yeah, I mean yeah, we are yeah. enslaved by these things. Yeah. He can just see it's everywhere. They're walking yeah. around everywhere on the well, street. I mean, I suppose that's the point, right? It's like these are intelligent, sentient uh, creatures that s- communicate. I mean, they're not some kind of alien thing. Where like I don't know what the hell it's yeah. Is. So they yeah. can like communicate. People. So he says, you know, basically he's making that logical assumption to himself that like 
they control everything, and if I talk with them, I am somehow going to be by just parlaying Swaying. with them. That that's not an option. I have to shoot them yeah. Yeah. and shoot all of them wherever I find them. No matter what, it's like this one's just getting her hair done. Rod- got a blaster yeah. in the face. Roddy Piper believes talking is for sucks. Yeah. That's why I like that man. <laughs> if you're gonna be, hey, if you're gonna be a fucking human, you fight on the human side. That's all it is, dude. You don't. You can't be. We v, just said it's know? all black and white. There is no gray area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is no gray. You got to be. But they didn't really even really say where his sense of. I mean, no. There was. The, I guess there was the one little speech that he had about his dad taking him down to the river, beating the shit out of him, telling him about the power and the glory, which I guess yeah, is supposed to be a religious. Yeah, nowhere. Yeah, that's yeah. a religious. It was like out of nowhere. Yeah. And then, but then he was like, "What do you say well, to that?" Daddy like, went bad, and then he started. He got mean. And uh, yeah, the thing—the razor blade to the throat, ch- yeah. down a little yeah. tree—that was creepy. Keith David cuts right. him off, and he's like, "Well, maybe they've been here forever. Maybe they're doing this and blah blah blah." Yeah. And Roddy Piper's—you know—the conclusion of that scene is, "Well, there's going to be hell to pay because I ain't daddy's little boy no more." Dun, dun, so it's dun. like, so I guess what it is, what he's saying <laughs> is that if being under the sway of all this propaganda for so long is like what could have like corrupted his dad's soul or whatever well, the fuck, I- like. I always took it as maybe that was early on before they got the control down to a science, so maybe it affected people in an adverse way in the beginning. Maybe be. it caused them to go mental That's or the, physically the violent. Prequel. That's what I always kind of took from that. I was looking at, I'm not saying right or wrong, I'm just saying more simple than that. It's like that the the kid, if this is like the character that we're setting up in like the very few times this character actually talks and explains himself, it's setting up that like, at that point in time, I was a scared little boy, and mm. I didn't, I didn't act. Oh, okay. And now I am you know, like, fuck that. That time is over. Now it's now time to I fucking actually, kick ass. Yeah. And so, so I went from crying because my dad was going to cut my head off to blowing people away in yeah, a grocery store, I, which is awesome I, because yeah, cool. if you really no <laughs> yeah. got it. I mean, yeah, I think that's awesome because I mean that is the whole point of the television and all that deal is to keep you submissive and whatever. So yeah, there is only one other thing to do because like, didn't they say something about here? About how, like, you could try to talk to him, but it wouldn't, like... I thought they made some reference to, like, you could try to talk to the aliens, but it wouldn't even, like, matter whatsoever. So that's why it's just like, hey, fuck it. Maybe. Yeah, Yeah, I can't recall. I don't know the exact line. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. I'm sure it was maybe a throwaway line somewhere. Something interesting. Sorry, Gary. Oh, no, go ahead. No, it's your movie. You go. No, you go, sir. You go. I I insist. All right, somebody better go in fucking two seconds. (laughs) Well, I was just... The only thing I was going to point out is that... uh, Well, obviously, there's original aliens or this race that are there, but also they're recruiting humans. And then towards the end, when Roddy's... They're they're running around the... uh, like in the building, you know, where they have the TV station at. Yeah. Like, they run into this pregnant girl, pregnant woman, in, like, the break room. She's getting coffee or something. And now, I, I was trying to figure out, like, is this, like, are they now, like, taking humans and reproducing with the humans, creating, like... See, I'd have shot her. Because she's probably a collaborator, could be a breeder. <laughs> well, I'm not yeah. taking chances. Well, they I'm all have to be collaborators. Yeah, if, if you're in a TV there, station, they're a fucking alien collaborator. Yeah, right. If yeah. you work <laughs> at a TV station, you got to go. Present company excluded. <laughs> but I'm saying, yeah, you got to well, go at that point. Well, yeah. I think that is the point of the movie. It's like because everybody that they run into, that everybody, there's very few people that seem like once they actually have some kind of financial setup, right? They are aware that there's aliens. Yeah, oh, they yeah. sell out. That's what they. The one guy says most humans sell out right away. Yeah, yeah. And then so. they see profits like right away, and that that just keeps going deeper down into that. Which that was uh, Gilbert's line. Peter Jason. That was his line. Was, was most he, people just sell out right away? Which one was he? Was he the 
He was the wine. No, no, he he's Gilbert, of the, 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 yeah, the guy he, that was the leader of the movement. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. guys who are making the sunglasses. And which, the which reminds the, me, yeah. resistance. The first time that we see that church. Well, we haven't gotten to that point. I, well, I guess we went past yeah, it. We're still Whatever. But anyway, when when Piper figures out that the, the choir practice at the church is garbage and he starts investigating and realizes that it's all just on a tape and and the police come to raid this church because that's where they're manufacturing the sunglasses, the underground, mm-hmm. and they have uh, – the uh, what is it? The science uh, scientific investigation division. How many SWAT van? Yeah, yeah. How many van. police forces have that unit? That's what I want to know. In what city does that unit appear? Well, they don't even say what year this is. No. Right. At, at the end of the movie, they say by the year twenty twenty five. But you don't know this will happen. You don't necessarily know yeah. when this is supposed. But to be. But that's what I'm saying. You but imagine then, present yeah. day set whenever. Those yeah, cop cars so, look like ninety two. Well, and then you have you have. You have that, and then you have the jogging division of the police who always show up with shields running. Yeah. The others are driving squad cars. These guys are just running behind squad cars. And what was the road flare budget on this movie? Uh, yeah, they spent a lot on it, but they they threw them at just the right places. It was oh, yeah. good. And I, then, I always enjoy that scene, though, right? That's yeah. when the, they're coming to tear down Shantytown. With the Killdozer? Throwing, yeah, they're throwing <laughs> flares like, off the... Because it's a nice visual. You got it is. You got fucking yeah. orange smoke in the background. It creates that chaotic yeah. panic yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 I'm sure. But uh, real quick, we had talked about John Carpenter uh, wrote the screenplay for this, but we had talked uh, under three of us were talking earlier. Yeah, under it's credited to Frank Armitage, right? But it's actually Carpenter. But it was based on the short story Eight O'clock in the Morning" by Ray Nelson. Uh, the one interesting, well, not the only, he wrote this story. That's interesting. I don't mean it like that. He is also the creator of the propeller beanie. So when you see a propeller beanie, he is the man that created that. Yes. He actually has a quote that says, long after my stories are forgotten, there will be a propeller beanie flying somewhere. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did you, I can't remember. We talked about this a little bit before, but did we pin down when this story was actually written or how? No, I'm thinking fifties. Cause if he created that yeah. stupid beanie, you yeah, know, that was right, in the fifties yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you said the original was about hypnotism, right? Like someone that gets hypnotized and then they realized everybody else is hypnotized. Yeah, I mean that's the general well, description. Which is basically like, your... you could see the red scare in there too. You know, I mean you oh, just yeah. replace. Well, the, I think for sure. Yeah, that's re- the invasion know, of the body snatcher yeah. sort of deal, especially right. at the time that this movie was made. Right? I mean, this is made in 1988, so this would have been. Is Reagan's then now? Who's a, George Bush is in uh, the eighty-eight? Yes, he just came in in eighty-eight. So yeah. the Russians are still. I think the Cold War. No, Cold War is over. The Cold War is over. It ended with Reagan. Yep. Okay. So we're still like kind of that whole like the fallout from that of the idea of the commies infiltrating it. That's like what you use as your uh, yeah you know um, anxiety point for the winning the, hearts and minds. Yeah, because yeah. at some point they even say like you know the 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 aliens are. Who control the police are saying that the resistance is their trying, trying to take to over, take the, the government uh, down. And you do what? You need that hindsight after the. You know, people never realize it or are able to comment on something when it's going on in the country, or you know, whether it be fashion or war or whatever it is, you know, or conspiracies. You always need that hindsight of like at least five to ten years mm-hmm. afterwards, yeah. right. and then the concepts start flowing well, out. Well, but if you look at all the characters, anybody that's in the resistance is either poor 
or somebody that they could write off as crazy. The same way they treat people that talk about conspiracy theories now. Oh, you're crazy. You're insane. That's because that's, you know, that's why mean. Chappelle said he goes first. He goes first one when I hear that. He goes the first time somebody starts talking about conspiracies, people go, "Oh, they're crazy." He goes, "Don't say that." One, it's it's dismissive and it's and it's and it's freaking rude. That's not exactly how he put it, but. That's the thing is, is people just write them off. I, look, I edited myself, sir. But uh, but uh, no, so, and that is the minute you start bringing that up to people that don't look at things that way, most of them do just put you on the crazy list. Like you should be wearing that aluminum foil hat. And if you don't go with the program, you're not part of the uh, successful team. This, this is all about being on the winning side. It's not about right or wrong. It's about being on the winning side. Who's doing better? Ah, I'm for them. You know? <laughs> well, because well, well, another thing I thought they should have brought the path, up, of, the path of least resistance for some of these guys, too, for the George Buck Flower character, yeah. who's our guy who I think he's the yeah. only one that we actually, he's the representative of the the sellout, you just go along. Go well, he, he had to along. be a snitch because why else would they re- the power elite? Why else would they recruit a wino? Yeah, he you had know. to have been. He yeah, because be if, if they're the power elite, yeah, he had to have told them about the church and whatever. Because he is the only one openly complaining about about the TV. I just want to watch my fucking TV. Yeah. You know, he just yeah. wants he, to oh, zone yeah, out and not yeah. worry about it. You know, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the one of the things I thought they should have like maybe focused on a little bit more was when when uh, when they run into the Meg Foster character who works for the television studio and what she automatically what like turn like he what he like this is part what, of he a runs little into her? yeah because it's like I just well, fucking watched this movie a little fuzzy but he abducts her he takes abducts her, her back to, to her away. apartment yeah. after he shoots up yeah. the bank and chews bubblegum and kicks ass he kidnaps Meg Foster and goes back to her apartment and then and she he also pushes him out cops of, at that point but then she pushes him out a window right mm-hmm. then we meet her later at the resistance yep. meeting yep. where, but they didn't really, I mean, she was an implant. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't, there was not a, like a, really a scene to focus on that. The there was thing. really, they went to like, for some reason when they get back to, or when they, when they find the, the watch with the transporting device that gets them to like whatever alien bunker or whatever they're trans. Mm-hmm. I always imagine that's like the bottom of an airport. Right. Yeah. Or, uh, Denver yeah. airport. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Old missile silos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, so then, for some reason, he's just like, I gotta find her, I gotta find her, I gotta find her. For some fucking reason, he like trusts her, he pushes her out, she pushes him out a window. Yeah. He sees her at a resistance meeting, he yeah. trusts her fully. Because she showed up. But at a, she well, shows out a resistance. But, the, because, but I'm saying there wasn't like a scene to really be like, I fooled you. I mean, yeah, they did the whole, like, we're gonna rush up to the top of the building and she puts a gun to the, well, she kills a. Uh, yeah, David Keith David, but that's yeah. what's so shocking. I remember when I first was saw it. Shocking? Like, what the? Well, it was just like I wasn't sure what happened. You know, but it's like your like, brain doesn't catch up. With well, it. yeah, like, I mean, the first time I saw it, I didn't. I, didn't, I thought she <laughs> but, was. I thought she was on their team. Yeah, and they just happened to get raided. But if then, you're a, if you're a resistance, you either die or you fucking are you are a turncoat. I mean, so that's yeah. how I was like, oh, she didn't die. She's a fucking. She's working with them. Well, she calls. So after he leaves her in the or after she throws him out the window, she calls the cops. But the the movie sets it up so like the the sunglasses are still there you're supposed to assume that she put the sunglasses on came to the realization that oh my god there are aliens everywhere and now i'm gonna f- somehow find the resistance but the aliens have actually told her since there's a trust bond here he believes you're one of him or one of them we're gonna put you in the go to the resistance thing and the first thing that she says is that you know channel 54 is clean the signal's not coming from there so she's feeding them i mean that's know, something the, the fake information. The information. I mean, that's something I really. I mean, because I mean, was it fifty four? Was that KDR? 
Yeah, because it actually had like a okay. It did have the call letters. Okay, cable fifty four. I mean, there's actual instances of like throughout the sixties, the CIA had implants into Black Panther parties, and you know any party that they saw saw as anti. Oh yeah, Al Qaeda. Anybody, yeah, any. If you're against the government, you if you don't know everybody in your fucking circle, yeah, they got somebody. Well, the CIA used to recruit kids out of the University of Miami. To infiltrate groups yeah. back then. Yeah. So, yeah. But I just thought that part of the movie should have been a little focused on the idea that she infiltrated. I mean, maybe uh, they were trying to get away. I mean, maybe they weren't trying to focus on it, so they thought they were getting away with it. Like, they'll never see it coming or whatever. Right. It's like, yeah, hey, but why have the character if we're really not going to focus well, on what she's doing in this movie? That's always been my problem with the movie, I guess. Like, right. even <laughs> when I was watching it, you know, when I was younger, I think maybe I was talking about this a little bit before. It's like, for the first half of the movie... Up until the Meg Foster character appears, because it's like up until then, it's all intrigue. What's happening? He's figuring this out. What's oh my that God, box? Aliens, what are they blah, doing? Blah, blah, blah. Got all this stuff, and then he, uh, you know, does the bank rob or uh, bank robbery. He just say. kills he people. Kills people, and then yeah, he don't take like, no money. <laughs> from then on, they got to figure out. Okay, how do we? What is the rest of this movie? Because up until then, Killing I think it's pretty people? solid, right? <laughs> right? And then it's like, so what do you do? So you introduce the Meg Foster character because she's going to be the turncoat. He's going to. It's the love interest, but. She She's actually on the other team, and uh, she works at the TV station, so we can actually tie that in and get the finale to take place at the place where the signal, you know, originates from. And it just kind of, I don't know, the pace seems kind of off, and it's like, I don't know about this. And the movie just feels very cheap from then on to the point where, like, you know, they're using uh, recycled sci-fi props from other movies. Oh, my God. Yeah. Specifically, the EKG yeah, meter. From, yeah. the, from Ghostbusters. A little, yeah. What is it? Peak? The E, the, the, yeah, the PKE, the psychokinetic energy. Yeah. Like prominently is displayed in this movie. Like you've never seen it before. They won't, they won't notice. Just it's from well, that's some other movie. That's because they didn't count on people like us that watch movies <laughs> over and over and would cross-reference movies. I mean, yeah. there's not too many movies you see a PKE meter. Yeah, that's pretty. Spe- it's a pretty specific design. Yeah, very. Well, and then I think you pointed out they had on the snow camo from from Red, Red Dawn, Dawn, the original Red Dawn. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It just it does feel like with the basement underground, you know, storage facility, which like, I guess was yeah. actually supposed to be the Channel Fifty Four building. The so like this whole yeah. global fucking conspiracy takes place in channel 54 is new. that's how i feel it's first, the, first it's very global yeah then it's but, very low centralized yeah, it's, it's like okay <laughs> yeah. well that that may just be the hub for that city though uh, that could be but you kind of feel like he won the day though because he he shoots this thing but you see aliens on tv there's a you see the aliens sitting yeah. next to you on the street yeah, without the, the yeah. camouflage the next know, like really. they live too has to be the fucking like civil the alien civil war has to be because it is out the cats out of the bag. Yep. Aliens have ruled us forever, and yep. and that's why I never listened to Siskel and Ebert when I was younger because they are aliens. They are that aliens. was proven, <laughs> and they were still bagging on John Carpenter and George yeah, Romero. John Carpenter and George Romero, which <laughs> is interesting so because like it's like okay, well, why didn't he? You know, there were other contemporary horror filmmakers working at the time. Sean Cunningham, uh, you well, know, but Wes Craven, Dead, I mean. Wes Craven, and, and uh, David Cronenberg uh, and stuff like that. And so I'm like, well, why John Carpenter and George Romero? And the thing that I keep going back to is like he put them in because their stuff was the most uh 
like subversively political, right? Like their movies, all have, social comedy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and this is a thing that I think is missing from that type of movie today. I mean, I can't really think. I mean, there's there's movies that are doing it, but there's no Red like State. voice, like voice, like John Carpenter. Every fucking movie that you watched, he has it was like some anti-communist. Kind of, yeah, really. Well, John Carpenter always or anti. Like, he's, he doesn't not anti-communist, anti-establishment. Yeah, anti-conformist. I mean, that's the thing. The thing is like his greatest nightmare. I think it's becoming one of them. One of that everybody's them. gonna think the same and be the same thing, and he wants to be an individual, you know, and you to, think, we should all be individuals. That is and one of the that like, is what they live is about, I think, you know, to that extent also. Yeah. Well, yeah. and and he's done, you know, everything I don't know if that to me that's kind of how he called uh, Michael Myers the shape. He really wasn't Michael Myers in the original yeah, movie. He's, he's called faceless, The Shape. He's just yeah. someone that conforms to the shape. Or Yeah, he lo- he's the shape of a man, but there's nothing yeah. inside him. I mean, that's like what, I mean, all of Carpenter, all, a good majority of Carpenter's work seems to be focused around that. That is the fear, you know, becoming one of them. And, uh, you know, Romero's also like a, a oh, yeah, we've talked about political George. satirist, you know, but it's cool that they're able to use or science fiction, you know, these kind of fantasy things I mean, to, like, as a drape vehicle. these. Because otherwise, you know, would you want to just have a drama about yeah. Eh, conforming? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, really, do you want to see, you know, let's say, I don't know. Yeah, what's a conformist say, movie? Pacino <laughs> coming along as a guy that just sells out to this alien race to get ahead, you know? That wouldn't be there. Well, it wouldn't right. be the, it'd be the Republic. I mean, give me any, though. Yeah, I mean, we were exactly talking I mean. earlier about how movie. how David Cronenberg's The Fly is about cancer. It's like it's much but in, more interesting to watch a movie about a guy turning into a fly than it is about someone being victimized by cancer. It's like, yeah, hey, let's, yeah these parables the make movie there, fun. Right? Yeah, the theme is yeah, exactly. You will parable. always it's, have the right. same like the same feeling. It's something's in my body that's not a part of me, and it's killing yeah. me, taking over a majority of it. Yeah. You know, I'm becoming less of who I am as this progresses, and you know. Yeah, I think. I mean, that's what the power to me. That is the power of comic books and sci-fi. You know, whatever is being able to make the commentary without making it boring for one thing. Just because it's like, all right, not all social commentary. Yeah, interesting. But to make a play out of it, a dramatization yeah. out of like but civil is rights, it, is that then some kind of subversive propaganda in itself? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, but you got to choose what's positive, what's negative propaganda. You know, there's, yeah. is is the whole. It's the, the the delivery system is the same. It's just the, me- the what's being injected <laughs> into it is. Yeah, that's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, something just this is an interesting side note. I'm not going to get too into it, but just for as an example, you know, we've had all this stuff uh, in uh, uh, Ferguson, right, with these riots or whatever. Then remember when the when the cops showed up? Usually they're all for riots and cops and blah, but no, no, the cops showed up and it, you know, that's like dousing a flame and gasoline, you know, blah, blah. There was just an episode of The Arrow where the same fucking thing happened. It's like, that's propaganda. They want you, the viewer, to see a government putting cops on the streets. And that's what inflamed the situation. A, yeah, it's yeah. not that it's not that people were out in the streets overreacting to any situation. No. No, it's that putting all these cops in the streets, that just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it fueled the race. So just putting that in a fucking superhero TV show when we just had a real life incident not yeah. even fucking three yeah, months yeah, ago. It's yeah. like, holy fuck if that's not a real message yeah. to me, the viewer. Yeah. You know, it's well, like... TV shows well, always do this stuff. They're always, it always seems because they're timely. I mean, they're being produced within four months of whatever the headlines. I mean, especially if you watched like, uh, you know, any uh, lawyer shows, 
they used to always take like something <laughs> law and order line, especially yeah you know like and they would turn around and like here's the case with the names with these all fake names yeah, yeah. <laughs> to do it uh, uh, that way but um, uh, oh crap I was like, what was the when were the L.A. riots. L.A. riots? The, was that like 80s? Early that was 92, 93. Oh, so 92, after this. Because that's what yeah. I was thinking, like, when, you know, the cops were storming well, in. I'm like, was this before or after? Is this, like, but, but all the civil, But the civil rights movement. I mean, that's yeah, what true, all these filmmakers true. were making. Yeah. Even Dawn of the Dead. But it was all the civil rights movement. Yeah. Robocop? Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, but rights. if you look at a lot of the things that are going on in, that, in, the, sh- in the movie tonight, it's actually going on now. This, this, the way the economy's turning, you know, mm-hmm. the middle class is being destroyed in this country, mm-hmm. you know, and you're watching all these things go on. And it's, it, it, I love how in, if they always said, you know, science fiction is now science fact. Yeah. You know, oh, no, like science fiction, the, prede- the predecessor to science fact. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, you're watching this, you're watching a lot of things that are going on and the way the police are controlling things and watch, like you were talking about with Ferguson and a few other things, just some of the things going on uh, today are, are actually shown in this movie. Yeah. You know, and this was 20, almost 20 years ago. And they, like, I don't know, I mean, I don't know much about, uh, well, I mean, I'm sure this is more John Carpenter's script than it is the original story. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, you don't know who, I mean, was he on it or did he just foresee it? Did he have the foresight to make a script about this? Or was is this just one of those things where you may not see it as a kid, but then, you know, as the generations go on, as time moves on, it's like, holy fuck, no, I do see this. It's not that, it's not that... It's not that this is just happening now or that this was just happening when Carpenter wrote this movie. It's just like, I mean, this is just the way we've been it's going. It's been, yeah, it's yeah just I think he just, he just saw the yeah. way the tide was turning and just wrote off of yeah. that. Well, and then just wrote a, that, like, 1984 version. Well, you think about it, like, end. John Carpenter, yeah. is a, he's a product of the 60s, right? I mean, so he comes from that, you know. I'd like call the, him a good product. Know, don't trust anyone over 30 generation. Yeah, yeah, and But like, those people you know, became the sellouts. Well, see, all, all the hippies except, well, became the fucking right, but rich, that, arrogant right, fucks well, of the 80s. That's what he saw happening with all the people yeah, well, around him. Yeah. Like that, he his you know, nonconformist shit. With the, yeah, Ben and yeah. Jerry's like, and what shit. What the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> and he's like, every time I turn on the TV, it's like everything is just there to sell me something. You know, it's right. like this is the message that it's like buy, 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 buy. Yeah, buy. that's true. Because yeah, like you were saying everything they watch on TV here. There's no television programming. It's all just either propaganda news by the aliens or it's advertising advertising yeah because when i originally watched the you know way back in the day i thought that it was like uh, they just couldn't license you know Mm. like actual stuff yeah but it's like now it's like oh this is on purpose this is on purpose that like whenever tv is on it is just showing you right commercialism well and then uh we mentioned doc doctor of the dead earlier they were talking about max brooks is on and he's in a panel with george romero and one other guy i can't remember and he says talk about george's generation he goes that's the generation that man don't trust anyone over 30 man man don't trust anyone over 30 and then they turned 30 he goes, yeah. and then they sold out yeah. so yeah but yeah that's that's kind of how this is and and you watch uh uh what's it, george buck flowers the, the character in there, he as as he sells out, he he becomes he goes from this wino complaining about the TV, you know, to if you play the game, we'll reward you. If you want to be our, you can be our lap dog, or you can get crushed under our boot. Yeah. That's that's the only two ways. Yeah. Well, he makes like an interesting case because he's like the only character. Because I mean, up until then, I think you pretty much see, you know, you see the effect of, uh, you know. 
the alien rule, they take over the, the golden rule. And so, yeah, so there's all these economically right. depressed people unless you play ball, but a lot of them don't have the opportunity because they don't know that the opportunity exists, well, right? right? That the aliens. Well, you have to be right. willing to step on the, like that's what the oh, God, I can't yeah, but remember like, that guy's name. Don't. What's the guy's Keith, name? Keith David. Keith, Keith David. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was talking about how the whole game is set up where I'm playing the game and you're playing the game. Yeah. Right. Now you have to fucking beat me. I have to beat you. That's why they're not like, you know, that's why people don't know about the alien rule. We're too busy beating each other. We're too busy trying to just get a fucking piece of what they call the American dream, quote unquote, of... of a little bit of money, you know. Well, it's become financial gladiators. Yeah, you, you exactly. have to try and survive. And but, if I have to kill you in, in the order thing. to get there, okay, that's so what maybe I'll do. I'm misinterpreting something now, right? Because when when they're poor at the beginning of the movie, okay, well they stay poor. But Keith David and and uh, and Roddy Piper have a philosophical conversation about you know the gold the golden rule and Roddy Piper's belief that you know it's like I, if I, I believe follow the rules and do yeah. right yep, but he's the, the but he's not awake yet yeah he's okay. the optimist right. at that point right but you know Keith David's idea that like you know we're just combating each other to try and you know get financial stake in in the world or in our life right but if you join up with the aliens then that doesn't exist anymore no it does right no, does it, it does. Yeah, as long as there are still um, resources on Earth to take, yeah. you're going to live a good life. Yeah, you know? until we're done. I mean, with this you. is yeah, this is the whole. Right, but then are you still are you still well, uh, fighting over each other? Is is Keith well, not David, you? Well, because if you're once you become said, the elite, we're their entertainment too. But, yeah, that's what but I'm once like, you become, if everybody joins in with the alien thing, then everybody uh, does well. In which case, well, because so you're movie you're still going to be a consumer. Because yeah. that's the whole point to win the game. You win the game, you get a good job. You yeah. spend the money on the big toys. You blah blah blah. It's just living a game. Well, you know, and that's, you're that's what we, we've become, though. Yo, this society exactly has become what we are. Do, but do the aliens want everybody? So okay, well, no, they don't want. No, 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 There's only do. so many, they so many seats on the life raft, right? But I guess that's where I'm having like the no. They want, like, they okay. want everybody. They just want you to think that if I turn the same reason why, if you go to a movie theater and it says you see somebody suspicious, report them. They just want you to think. If I play the game, I will get accepted. Right, that that way, I'm willing the, to give up. But then the pregnant woman at the TV station, then in this scenario that we're talking about, doesn't know that they actually are aliens. She's I'm, one of the people who's you know just by just going to the work program and right. going to work has been financially rewarded. Right. But yeah. Is not well. She's still not the elite. There's still, yeah, yeah. still like not the elite. Saying, we call that accessory I mean, that after guy, the fact. The I'm the still wino, wasting it. the fuck does the wino? Because he he no, traded you know, he trade he because he turned his he traded his. Well, don't don't you remember in the bull, scene where the bulldozer they're backing him up against? Well, he got captured. He, and he just he, sold out. He sold them out. That's yeah. why well, he got to be elite. Even, is even he sold cops, out as mankind. Even when the cops got Piper, they're like, look, you saw something. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe, maybe, we, can maybe we can work this out. Maybe we can work this out and we can all benefit yeah. from this. If we all benefit from our corruption. Yeah. So yeah, once, we, you, once you have become aware to the idea that there's aliens, then we can make a deal with you and elevate you right. to the top. But if you here. look. But everybody else just stays well, like asleep. Well, when Piper first gets the glasses and first starts to understand what's going on, it's the Thurston Howell crowd that are aliens. All of them. Oh, Muffy, dear. You know, talking about their bean yeah, gap. Oh, she served blue. 
blue corn tortillas all it, last year. They're all the rich, snobby people that know well, anyway. That, it's like, how they come across. The, the, like that elite grocery store, too. You know, it feels like... Like oh, that's where they would be congregated. Well, yeah, like, but hey. I'm saying, but that's even if you look through the crowds as they're going on, it's always the uber rich, the the human power elite, as they refer to them. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, the working is, class at the newsstand, he's not an because alien. they are the, the okay. Buying. Look at okay, I'm sorry. Look at like what's going on right now, where where right now the world we're living in, we're being told that every man, woman, and child, we need to start watching our individual footprint right where these rich people play they fly around in planes and blah 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 where we have to turn down our fucking thermostats when it's just us lowly fucking dudes yeah you know what i heard the other day i mean this is getting a little too political but i'll just mention it real quickly you know if you make over thirty four thousand dollars a year you are in the one percent of the global economy you are the fucking one percent everybody in america should feel fucking happy as shit right now because you are the one percent the rest of the world is poor as shit poor as shit you know mm-hmm. and it's just, so that's yeah that's how they get you <laughs> that's well, I have how they a question yeah. is what you were saying about the elite uh, grocery store mm-hmm. so this is my question about the <clears throat> the the aliens themselves right are walking amongst the uh, human population talking about the bean dip and the tortillas and stuff like that i mean they've assimilated right yeah. into the society so it's like it's not like it's it's just weird that they are like you know if they are these uh, supreme beings or whatever they come in they take over they assimilate and they become Human for all intents and purposes. No, they no, their, they're making us more like that. You know what I mean? They're making humans have the human spirit. They have this collective fucking consumer spirit. They're making us more like them. So if they've right? been around for forever, then all they we're doing is we're mimicking well, them. Well, they said they're the, creating our environment to match theirs. Right, yeah. and that goes down with the the air, the right. uh, yeah. the fluoride. The they fucking yeah. mention fluoride. Which go look at Doctor Strangelove mentions fluoride again, dude. I love these filmmakers <laughs> back then. They used to actually make movies about things. <laughs> well, yeah. and then call crazy. this is one thing that always left me kind of wondering: Do the power elites see them as aliens, or do they just see them as other power elites? Well, they see them as aliens. I you think, think so? Oh yeah, because that dude he was talking about. How are, at the very end there's like this elite uh, meeting or whatever the hell like some sort of a dinner and he's talking about how our interplanetary because I mean this is all it is is an, what, oh, no, an interdimensional I, which is a oh man holy fuck yeah I don't want to get too crazy I'll get crazy at the end yeah interdimensional it's not interplanetary this is interdimensional yeah. uh, it's an interdimensional uh, transportation hub gateway or but no they yeah. didn't say transport they said just an expansion it's an oh it's oh, an expansion it's an yeah. interdimensional expansion just the same well, it's, it's the lingo of corporate uh, America. It's like you know, mergers, takeovers, and yeah. Uh, and but just a little globalization or whatever. Just, you know, if we globalize the world, it. then we'd go take another fuck. Well, and I've been well, they're the doing guys, that in a dimensional they, level. They have that uh, you know meeting in the ballroom. I mean, the way that the guy talks about what they're doing to the planet is it's like a boardroom meeting. Yeah, it's in the vernacular of you know, like office. Speak. Well, yeah. and, and that's what I'm saying. I understand they know they're aliens. What I'm saying is, do they think they look like humans? Think, or no. I think they think they look like humans. You yeah. have to have the glasses to understand how horrible oh, they look. Oh, because they want to be able to like see them for who they are. Because that's that's and again, I think that's a comment on how ugly rich people are on the inside. It could be. To me, yeah. that's that's exactly how I've always felt about that. Is the ugliness they hide on the inside? You know, on the inside. Right. That's how I've always seen. Yeah. But if you think about, it, I've, and I've said this for a long time in this country. Now, to me, we have become the serfs serving the lords of the land. But we've we are always just here. that's everywhere. But, but that, see, that's, that's what I'm history. saying. It never went away. 
They yeah. just wrote it out and made it sound more noble. Yeah, they made it sound just like better on paper. Whereas, like, that's always been human history is we've served masters. There's always been uh, uh, societal uh, levels. And, uh, I mean, that is one of the things I like about this movie. It talks about how, how, uh, uh, Jesus, what the fuck? I just lost, lost it. it. Yeah, Uh-oh. I just lost it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hold on to it. It'll come yeah, back. Yeah, it will come back. Me. God damn it. All right, so <laughs> speaking of the, uh, the hideousness of the aliens, what do we think of I love makeup. That's one of a cool design. Yeah. Yeah? It's, it's the Grey's Anatomy it. of Aliens. Yeah. Yeah. It is, because it's, it's different. That's why, right? Oh, yeah. every it alien thing you've ever seen uh, looks so with shiny eyes. This yeah. Halloween, it's I saw something. a guy out with one of the masks. Really? They, had, they sell the masks. They were in previews. It's instantly yeah. recognizable. It's recognizable. The, li- but I remember for years, years, I mean, like, obviously the movie has grown in its cult stature over the years, but I remember at the time going like, man, that is the shittiest fucking really? Halloween mask. Well, I mean, it's Did you just, see the I moving mouth? Was, yeah, the moving mouth. <laughs> the I eyes like that, that don't blink. I mean, it's just well, these big bubbles. Doesn't bubbles. it look like some of it's animatronic heads and then some of it's real people? I swear to fucking God. I like, thought the like the politician or whatever, the, yeah, the Obey. Yeah, yeah. The one looks in like, front of the Obey yeah, sign. Yeah, same yeah. thing with the Cisco. I thought Cisco, the, the fake Cisco. They Eber. almost do look like... It looks like animatronic. Yeah. And I was wondering, did the mask have an animatronic mouth? I don't think. I think that's just the guy, you know, inside. Overworking yeah, really it. Yeah. But yeah. I do. I think it's a cool design. Because to me, it looks more like an infested human, right? It doesn't look like an alien. It looks like, it looks like a human sick. with their skin stripped off and, and glowing eyes. Yeah, yeah. and then they got the yeah. weird, like, blue and, like, purple patches and shit. Like, yeah. so it's shine- a really cool design. So like, shiny eyes really- are cool when Riddick does it, but not when... <laughs> When we do it and they live. I mean, it might be something that looks Wait, better drawn cool on paper. But... <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> we discussed Riddick earlier before you showed uh, up. I missed that. No, I, I love it. I, I think the the character design is great. But let's also, if you're if it's if you're done with that, let's talk about Rowdy Rowdy Piper's acting abilities. Right. Yeah. I think that, that man is awesome. I mean, the guy. I, I mean, I every so wrestler too. is an actor. They're wrestling entertainers, right? It's I mean, exact, that's I, yeah. I, and there's something natural, not natural about him, but something like comedically natural about yeah. his delivery that I love. Oh, yeah. But like then, when he called the woman formaldehyde face. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love <laughs> yeah. that line. Yeah. Or even his, his physical acting, too. Um, well, like you guys said, a lot of it is it's his expressions. It's the way he moves, things he does. That isn't it's not verbal. Acting. I also think that it is. And it's from it. I think it is from his wrestling days, because that's more like, you know, stage plays, drama. Yeah. Like yeah. every single over the night, top. every Everything. single night you got to go out there and fucking yeah. talk to an audience and I mean that's how Dwayne the Rock fucking Johnson did it you well, know not and so many of these actors or not so many of these wrestlers have have crossed the line in fact back in the day when uh, Terry Hulk Hogan dude they said hey either you go be in fucking Rocky 3 or you come wrestle there ain't no fucking doing both because there just wasn't yeah you know because well, Vince McMahon was basically a like, tyrant if, if I haven't got a piece of that action then you're not doing it because yeah. if you remember the first couple of movies that The Rock did were WWE or right. F or whatever the hell yeah. they were. That's yeah, they switched to E w- by w- then. It was entertainment by then. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I well, mean, like they were co-productions but, or they had some stake in. But then, I, and I, he can't use the name The Rock. Yeah, WWE right, owns yeah. The Rock. He's Dwayne fucking Jones. Well, yeah. I actually got to meet Rowdy Rowdy Piper at a convention oh, in Wizard World. I at, saw him in Rosemont. Flashback weekend, but yeah. I didn't meet him. I saw, well, we I actually, met him and I actually... Saw, they live. He got up yeah. and uh, and introduced it, and it was oh, like cool. seeing a whole well, new movie. I, with it. I I did the intro to the line, and he did finish it with and I'm all out of bubble gum. He did finish the line for me. Great. It was cool. He was a really cool guy. Real fun to meet. Uh, 
just the wrestlers in general, I think their acting does carry over because uh, uh, Kevin Nash was there, who's been in. Uh, so I don't know about uh, he Hulk was in Hogan. Longest Yard. <laughs> well, yeah, Hogan. Yeah, that's a whole different ball game. No, I, but, I love uh, Suburban Commando. Oh, I got Suburban. Commando. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. Okay. So now I'm only talking to you two for the rest Thunder, of the show. Thunder in so, Paradise. What are you, you going to do about it? <laughs> You're going to pound no my face. No holes barred. Yeah, yep. This is the '90s. Thunder Lips. Thunder Lips is still my favorite character. Well, you know, he was Thunder lips at one point before he became hulk hogan was oh, wow. yeah huh. well i know that uh, carpenter i mean carpenter's a southern boy he said he loves wrestling like crazy watches all the time he met roddy piper i don't want to say wrestlemania uh, some wrestlemania at some point <laughs> and uh and because of that you know cast him in this movie say hey what you want to do it now were we talking and Roddy Piper done Hell Comes to Frog Time? That was first. That was prior to They Left. So, so he, he had did some, have some screen acting experience. And he'd been on a bunch of television shows too at that point. Yeah. So yeah. But he and, comes across I mean, like there's you know, I mean a lot of people, you know, you just pick them off the street and go, Hey, be an actor. You know, I've seen that happen in, in movies. But he comes across as a uh, I don't know if I'd say natural. a working class hero is how he comes across to me. That's how he's always yeah, in maybe, everything maybe I've seen him in. Like, I think, natural, he, I think like, he's naturally likable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was, was on Piper's yeah. Pit. He was yeah. just that straight shooter that was for the working class, and yeah, that's how he's always been. Yeah. So, and I mean, I think it's impressive the work that he does here because so much of it, as we were saying when we were watching the movie, is nonverbal. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, so he doesn't have to worry about you know selling lines so much. Although I think he does that okay too. Oh yeah. Like, again, if he's not was, bad at if it, if he was making it up as he went, you know, <laughs> that, that makes it easy. Yeah, I, I think he will. All his one-liners, I'm pretty sure, it's like, hey. Go ahead, dude. You're the one that's good at this. Go like, nuts. Yeah. Go give us a line. And I'll just put a dun dun. Yeah. Oh, I gotta say this. Like, I, music, I do not like the music in this movie. Like one of John Get Carpenter's worst. Fuck Fucking worst. No matter what happens to this movie, it goes. Bram, 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 bram. It could be the most action packed thing. It goes. Bram, 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 bram. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, sorry. Bum, 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 was there no synthesizer in this at all? I don't think there was no synthesizer in this. Was there? Toward the end. I want to say there was like some of it, but that was his western that shootout scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it was a man with a bass guitar. That's yeah, it. something like that. But that was his western. It was probably you know, it was that probably was the guy that played the heroin at it. Probably. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't. It didn't work in that. I mean, I think that is one thing I do like about Carpenter is usually his music for his movies are really at least add a lot of something to his movies. Yeah. I thought this really took away from this. Movie. Well, I thought this gave what you were talking about upstairs about the western quality that gunfighter walking yeah, in town. It thing. really I think gives that's what it did. That you say walking, there's a great deal of walking in this goddamn movie. Walking. Uh, you know, the only, the only no movie... Only automobiles movie in the West. <laughs> the only movies with more walking is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I think so. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. They gotta go everywhere. Well, they're, they're homeless. They don't have cars. But, uh, like, but they all have jobs. Like, that's why... What the fuck? Know, what are you people spending your money on? <laughs> sunglasses? Yes, sunglasses. They did have an editor on this film, right? I mean, at some point, like, I don't need to see Roddy go from the, you know, the lobby of the hotel up to the room. Room. Like you can cut that out. I get it. <laughs> show the first step, and then show him opening. The well, after the door. first half of this movie, the movie is like shoot people, then rest in this room. Then yeah. Shoot well, yeah, people, well, then rest yeah, in this yeah. room. We got to make yeah. up for Meg Foster being in here, so let's I do, roll. I do yeah. like the fact that you know you're, the scene where he walks up to the room. You know, it's him and Keith David after the massive five and a half minute fight. They are like bruised and like swollen. They <laughs> and, are. You know, it's like I'm like. 
I don't remember seeing that in a movie before. You know, I, I probably have, but like at the time that I saw it, 1988, that stood out to me like, oh, it's the after effect of getting in a well, fight. Well, and yeah. you brought that out like after Roddy got knocked out of the window, he he didn't just get up and run away like they would in today's movie. Yeah. He's limping, he's For kind like of dragging his legs. Yeah. yeah, he was like, uh, he but was the, feeling they, the physical effect. Of but they like kind of missed that comedy beat of them walking side by side like slowly. Uh, they kind of like <laughs> missed that. Like I saw what they were going for like eh, it's funny i guess that's quirky <laughs> well I, I mean and i think that like what colin's saying is like it is a little bit showcasing the special effects or the makeup effects but you get that oh, also they, they in look the, fucked up in the conversation in the hotel room i mean like there's these close-ups of them and it's like oh yeah and it's, it is goes, if you come up with some grand uh, scheme you let me yeah, know yeah, yeah he looks yeah. psycho yeah it's oh, impressive too yeah it's right? still mood. today like yeah. it's an impressive effect yeah. yeah definitely i don't know i like that i like you know and that's the other thing that i think carpenter likes about his uh heroes i remember you know snake plissken is like the other from escape from new york is the other like they're self-reflexive in a way that like they don't, uh, I mean, even though I've said that, uh, you know, this character, Nada, is uh, a man of action, there's a lot of times when he, like, something will happen and he'll, like, sit back and think about it. Is it? Like, that's what, like the Howard Hawks thing, though, isn't it? Probably. The Howard Hawks, the, 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 the man's man that they're around other men, then they have their like moment of quiet reflection. Kind of yeah, like yeah. they're actually, you know, which is interesting when they can be sensitive. Like, diametrically I Diametrically opposed to the guy, way the guy like chooses to conduct his day. Like, but if humans, he didn't start blasting at people, this would have been a whole different. Movie. But humans are like you know, <laughs> he just everybody's like, got different parts to them. Dies, bam. You know, it's like even though before that, oh, you know, love he's it. investigating the church and all that. So like, what are they doing here? You know, it's interesting that like, he is investigating everything, and but he's also the one that's, you know, he believes in the American way and the American dream. But he's also the guy, like, as soon as he sees the preacher out on the street, he, like, stops and listens. And then he's wondering what's going on in the middle of the night. At the what's ch- a little seed at, planting? At yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and, then, the and then I think he's it the hits American, him the hardest because he's woke up from the American so, dream. Yeah, he's the American dude who's like just kind of like leaning in on conversations until he finally like gets the breakthrough. Right? Until so he wakes up. He's more like protecting the American dream. Like, hey, these people are here to. I think he just believes first, in it. I mean, as soon as he goes to the construction site and he's like, hey, you got a job? He's like, we're union. He looks over and there's all the Mexicans sitting there. It's like. like I Holy see the fuck. union yeah, this steward. is about how like <laughs> yeah. America's get our shit raped from. Us. <laughs> yeah, it's not quite. It's not so subtle when you. Watch it's it not today. subtle at all. But yeah. I, but I like that. I appreciate that. You know, it's a movie about something. It's like well, and that's how he gets kind of that cocky look, and he's like, well, then can I speak to the shop steward, please? Yeah, no, because he knows well, there's like- no shop steward. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. That's pretty good. Ah, well, it's like I said, it, it has a lot of the commentary. I did want to touch on a few things, like Keith David will also play Childs in the thing. Great, right? You know, yeah. and then uh, if you look at uh, Buck Flowers, who's been in everything, and and as I was looking him Elsa, up, I, Wolf of the SS, yes, but that podcast I was a little uncomfortable with his early career because it's borderline seventies exploitation. Yeah, porn. well, so is Ilsa. Yeah, He's well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Nazi, He's in two of them. Uh, doctors in Ilsa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the, uh, the wino. But he's oh, also yeah. the wino in Escape uh, from New York. That uh, sure, I'm oh, the yeah. president. I'm the yeah. president. Yeah. yeah, he's in Escape from New York. Oh John. shit, was he oh, the man. bomb in Back to the Future Two? Yes, yeah. he's yeah. in yeah. one and two. Oh, I was gonna say, like, holy shit! Now that I saw his face, I was like, yeah, he's he was red. the one waking up on the bench. That was that was my Brent moment. 
<laughs> so that's why I don't like people to he, tell me what movie. I like to imagine their yeah. faces yeah. Well, in different he, and situations. He's because wow. he, in almost every one of his credits, it's homeless man, wino, bum. He's got drifter. that beard. Yeah, yeah. it's like he's, he'll never shave. Well, like, yeah, I'll be in your very, movie, but I ain't shaving my beard. He's got a very right. like Kentucky or something draw yeah. accent. Also, well, he was also again Starman, Back to the Future, which his uh, name was Red and Back yep. to the Future. He was in Sorority <laughs> Babes in the Slime Bowlorama. Oh shit! He was in Maniac Cop, Pumpkin. Head, nine seven. He was the guy. Yep. The, yeah, the father. Nine seven six. Evil two. Waxworks two. Body bags. He was the wino in the first one with the gas station. He's in Village of the Damned. Uh, yep. Uh, I got and that one. also Wishmaster. Yeah, I wish you get cancer and die. Yeah, that's he's the bum oh. outside of the pharmacy yeah, that gets crazy. chased away. He's yeah. probably dead. Yeah. Bum actor. Yeah. Oh, he is dead. He died in two thousand four. That'd be a good, be a good yeah. job to be a bum actor. I did. Yeah. Can you imagine just Moment one job? Well, in Hollywood? and then if you go to Peter Jason, he's the same. I mean, he was in Real Lobo, Long Riders, but uh, he was in Real Lobo. Yeah. What was he fucking like? It's a one of those child at that point. Down. No, no, oh. he was yeah, Real he Lobo. probably like early late teens. Yeah. But he was in Prince of Darkness. Yeah, he was uh, one of the professors. Alien Nation, of course. Johnny Handsome, Hunt for Red October. But uh, he was also in Body Bags. Uh, Mouth of Madness, which you brought up during the show. So Jack Carpenter just keeps looping the yeah. same guy. I mean, well, I like, yeah, and, I like, and yeah, unfortunately, he was in Escape from L.A. Yeah. So, so like, yeah, they people, all do work together in a lot yeah, of movies. Yeah. Sometimes I can like, I don't know. I mean, I guess sometimes I could take you out of a movie, but I always find to really like that. I yeah. like it when people you use know, these well, same it adds actors. To the flavor of the movie, right? And yes. you get and to so, see yeah. now it's a John Carpenter movie. Well, and you get to see the actors play different roles. Like you know, hey, there's there's the same writer, same actors, but they get to play different characters in all these movies. You know, yeah. you know, you're going to get a different, you know, uh, well, yeah. and, and there was one last one I forgot to mention. He's also the conductor on in ghosts of Mars, Transmarinera. That's his. Train. I never saw that. Movie. Really? In America. Did anybody see that movie? I saw well, it. I in have. The theater, of Mars? That was, no, that was the day that I vowed never to see another John Carpenter movie. <laughs> I didn't say it was a good movie. I was going to say. He was in it. I own it. It didn't I look like it a about good trailer. 15 times, but that doesn't mean I th- Just because I see something 15 times doesn't mean yeah. I think it's a good movie. Yeah. If you haven't yeah. reached Warrior numbers, which is over 300, the, you haven't made it yet. That's the so, They Live well, thing. Was, you know, it's like John Carpenter had this like he, he had this career where he peaked with uh, Halloween, obviously made it. Really? Like, well, I mean, that, that was the one that gave him credit, you know, street cred in Hollywood. I'd say he right, peaked with Christine, get, right? <laughs> well, I think it was the thing, but you know, it's like he got so like he went from Halloween, like his second and movie? then they said, "We'll give you a no, the New York fog. and the fog was a deal, and those made money." And then it was like, okay, the Universal Pictures is like, we want you to remake the thing, and it lost money. And it fucking crippled his crazy. career, I think. But it was a great movie. Yeah. No, no, that's what I don't get. But that's the yeah. thing, I think. Hindsight. We, hindsight came out against E.T. Yeah, dude, it was, it was fucking Kurt Russell's big fucking... Like hat Wap. or whatever the fuck that was in that movie, and it was the gore. I think for the time, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Of gore like just turned. But isn't that why up. you went to movies back in the eighties? I yeah, thought that's but, why you did. Well, no, that's why guys like us did, yeah, not the general not the public. Mainstream. They were like, you know, yeah. And uh, I think Spielberg he had too was probably single handedly changing all that. Anyways. Yeah. The, when was Big Trouble in Little China? Very kind of you know benign. You know, yeah, that's they're cute, they're cuddly, you terrifying things. Well, that's how they soften you. Eighty six for Fox. Uh, lost money. Now, you know, it's regarded as Cult a classic. classic. Everybody's fucking seen it. Uh, I mean, like, Starman was his, like, departure. That was a, g- a dramatic sci-fi movie that was good. Not very many people have seen it. Jeff Bridges awesome in that movie. He really does I've play, like, it, yeah. a guy who, like, doesn't know how to use his own really? body. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, he did Stephen King's Christine. 
uh, after Big Trouble, I think that was when you know Hollywood he's, basically had. He's quirky, but I mean that was that was the end of his you know like it, like the ascension to bigger budgeted things was. This over. is as bright as my star is going to shine. Yeah, because well, I don't think like, he's good dude, at pacing. Everything that you've made has kind of lost this money. Yeah, it does stuff on the back end, but it, like up front, like opening weekend, it doesn't do shit. So a live entertainment run by a guy named Shep Gordon who was the manager of Alice Cooper at the time, Whoa. said, I want to make these movies with... Uh, with Alice Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Shocker was one of them. <laughs> and what, Prince and of Darkness? said Alice Cooper. And, well, yeah. Shocker was Wes Craven, right? Yeah, but uh, Alive Entertainment signed up John Carpenter and Wes Craven for a two-picture deal each. So we got uh, They Live in Prince of Darkness, or Prince of or Darkness, Prince of Darkness live, and Shocker. And when we got uh, Shocker and people... Under oh, the stairs. stairs. That's right. And, and, Am I the and only I one that likes that one? All of those laws. <laughs> that's when, that's when Cooper yes. was yeah. over, too. It's like everybody <laughs> like was one? over when they made that no. <laughs> he came the back Rottweiler was the he movie came back for me. with uh, trash. Alice Cooper's trash. Yeah, I mean, well, he was in Dark Shadows. That's the last time I saw Cooper in a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was kind of awesome uh, seeing that again. But he's still around. He like always. I mean, he's I, a I've never been a big Carpenter fan. Like I like Halloween. Oh yeah, what? oh yeah. Oh, because to me, he's one of those guys that he had a tight group. And then as soon as he like dispersed them, his I mean he gave away his career because uh, some people yeah. are the group they make. It did that is fucking that's after, filmmaking. After filmmaking it. is not one person ever, fucking ever. So you start whipping out your people, they get different jobs, dude. You lost it, man. Yeah. Well, he lost it when so, Dean Cundy left to go because Dean Cundy sometimes, was recruited by Spielberg to go right. do Back to the Future. Well, because sometimes, yeah. like and, you know, no matter how awesome you are, Carpenter stuff without the person you trust in your ear being like, "That's a fucking wrong move, dude." You know, it's like you're so, make the wrong move. So, do you think that maybe that's kind of why Zombie does what he does now with Sid Haig, his wife, and Bill Mosley? Yeah, this mm-hmm. is trying well, to keep that group yeah. together. Well, yeah. I, I will. I think it's, I'm not I mean, saying it's a it whole works. different conversation. Yeah, I'm but, not saying uh, it works. But. I think that's just him pulling together. I mean, you get cult actors to mean your cult movie. That's the Quentin Tarantino thing or whatever yeah. the hell. You yeah. know, you just get old people to get like tips of the hats, and yeah. it gives it gives it gives horror fans a stiffy to be like, oh, that's the guy from Spider Baby. Well, see, that's that's the thing. Yeah, we're like, the, yeah we're the ones that keep all that crap alive. I think. But, yeah. but I think. But that's the thing. I think that. Uh, Tarantino and Zombie, you know, nowadays they're children they of are, that generation. Well, they're they're us, right? Yeah. They're like, you know, it's, it's like well, no, they're Jason us with was, power and yeah, but and if money. You make a but movie yeah, now and you had an opportunity, like somebody said, well, Peter Jason's free. You'd be like Peter Jason. He's been all yeah, yeah. Sign him up. Yeah, even though the casting agents are yeah. like nobody knows who nobody. They're like, don't worry, the people are going to see my movie. Know. know who they well, are. just like Tom Atkins yeah. showing up in all the movies he does. That's like, oh, we can get him. Oh yeah, bring yeah. him in. Yeah. yeah. The fog and and uh, uh, what's the well now he's in Night of the Creeps, Valentine yeah. and uh, hmm. Drive Angry. They put yeah, him. and he uh, was in Halloween three, which we won't talk about. But early, so we should probably uh, do mail. Is Igor around? Igor, you there? Somewhere? Igor. 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 Oh, there you go. Masters. Masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising, rising. All right, so uh, this week's movie brought in quite a bit of uh, uh, comments on our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. If you uh, make a comment there, we will read it on air. However, 
Uh, I may have to do some judicious editing here because we got paragraphs of uh, material. So first of all, people, uh, Shane O'Neill writes, I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubblegum. So I'm out of kick ass. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here. I'm here to chew kick ass. Uh, I mean, what's that is be? from the movie chewing bubble gum. That is well. That ass. that is the the line of the movie. That is the one that most people will That's remember. That's the line of a generation. It yeah. should be. It and should it's be misattributed to uh, Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem. Yeah. Damn him. Uh, Long time listener, sometime contributor, Nick Hammond writes: This movie was all right for the most part. I just think wrestlers make for bad movie actors. Why is it movies, sad. Why is it in movies with wrestler actors must they have a scene where they fight they bust out the wrestling moves? Nick. You know why you, else are you going yeah, to see you the could, movie? You're not getting them for their you're not getting them for their Juilliard acting ability. Even though wrestling yeah. is fake, every wrestling move can kill people. Oh, I mean, absolutely. If you don't know what you're doing. One, don't ever fuck with a wrestler. They will kill you. Yeah. Well that's what that's the old saying is a, a boxer against a wrestler, and they brought it up in Rocky Three. Well, the boxer will win at a distance, but if the wrestler gets oh, yeah. hold of you, it's all over. Well, yeah. I like what yeah. Bruce Lee said. And Bruce Lee said fighting is 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 expressing yourself physically. You know, and I I like that. I like how, um, you know, we've had different talks before about like, what's the, what's, you know, so what is it about this specific rim? Robots that fight monsters? Is that the only, like, it's like, yes, that's, that's that's what it is. It's just the idea that it's like, monsters and robots. It's the idea that like, I'm good. My ideals are good. Your ideals are bad. I'm going to fucking punch you until you give up your ideas. (laughs) Well, let's face it. There is is the time to win hearts and minds, and there's time to just punch somebody in the face. Uh, You know. So that's winning hearts and minds. Nick, I think that uh, we covered this in the podcast, but, I mean, the big thing is with wrestlers is they are wrestling, whether it be on film or be on television or be on the mat, they are are wrestlers, you know. I mean, they're they're giving it 100%, sometimes 150 percent or more sometimes it can come off you know a little bit not you know like subtle it's it's a little bit of overacting but it's like it's like a theater actor right yeah it really is it is like a fucking theater actor it's being loud and like oh way more than you need to be (laughs) when he kicks that false door out of that wall yeah yeah that was way over the top you know he's he's going all 150 percent or 200 percent yeah i don't know how much foot pounds per pressure you need to knock in that door that has no nails or but I still say this has like some better fighting than just like your classic American like just like fucking fisticuffs, just punching fights. You well, know, I like how this you know they had knees. They had, yeah, it's you know, not it, a John Woo it fight. It look it's like right. a fight. Yeah, it's, it's a, you know, fist it's a fight. fucking it's a fight, yard it's brawl. A, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. street it's a brawl. brawl. Yeah, and they're aware of the comedy that's going on oh, within yeah. the fight. Well, and I love when Keith David goes to help Piper up, and he's like, "Oh yeah," and I told you, and he hits him again. I was like, "That's how you do it." What was the other fake one? The kick he he goes yeah, to like yeah stomp on the glasses yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes for his balls uh nick also says with it being november i have to make my push once more to get thanks killing it's time on the saturday night freak show well nick i will watch it mm, and review it thanks killing thanks killing mm. that'll be right after poultry well, guys i think that there would have go. to be i was gonna say is it's there... not gonna be my pick because i don't get one but it might call yeah 
Can, uh, can I do an independent? Maybe review? next year. Next, uh, <laughs> 2015 is your Nick, year. Nick, we appreciate you as a listener, but <laughs> Tom Keen writes: They Live is a great movie with probably the great greatest fight scene in film history. They Live played a huge role in video games with Duke Nukem stealing some of the best lines from that movie. Saints Row Four starred Keith David and had a cool nightmare scene that reenacted They Live. He's highly recommending They Live. It is. It's a. It's. It is. Tom, I agree. One of the best fight scenes in a movie, and we did talk about how Duke Nukem totally stole it. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's the thing is, you know, it did have a lot of cool lines to steal. So why not? Mm-hmm. You know, if you can get away with it, and then if you have the actors well, playing parts in the video games, of course they're going to bring some of their familiarity from their acting career into the video. I mean, games. It's kind of fun how I mean, like I think shows like Family Guy are really responsible for bringing these weird little, like, hey, just... Let's and, and South Park specifically. Did. Sound bites. Yeah. Yeah, let's yeah, just take... Pete, like, a certain, a, certain, a certain amount of our audience is going to know what we're talking about. Mm. So let's just, you know, let's do a little homage. And, you know, I, I think that's a nice tip to the hat, you yeah. know? Yeah. Just because it always makes you feel like you're part of some inner circle, you know? You're like, oh, those guys, they know. <laughs> They've they got know. this... They know the secret handshake. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Like, yeah. we're all cool. We're all part of the same team. All right, so nice wrap up, Tom. Uh, Dom Cree writes, I'm actually a big wrestling fan, but at least Piper is a million times better than Terry Hulk Hogan. Yes. Whoa, 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 Dom. No, no, he's right. No, Dom is I'm right. I'm Dom here. Yeah, he is the one Slow pro wrestler who can sometime, <laughs> or who can somewhat be seen as having achieved some level of cult fame, regardless of the crap level of the movie. Especially Hell Comes to Frogtown. We were talking about it. We wow. haven't actually Dump. seen yeah, that. I haven't actually seen yeah. that. I want to see it. Really? really you guys haven't yeah. seen it? No, I've heard about it. I've seen Return, mm. to, Return to Frogtown. Well, like I was telling these guys outside, it's like the, the movie, the description of the movie makes it sound like it's the most awesome thing Sometimes ever, you just got to leave it alone. I'm afraid to actually see it because I know the movie's got to be crap. Uh, Dom gives the movie four formaldehyde faces out of five. I love Dom's rating system. <laughs> His rating system. We don't, Dom, you know what? We don't even need a guide. We'll just go with what you you said because yeah. they just sound yeah. cool. So, what was that four out of five? Four out of five. Okay. Four formaldehyde faces out of five. Wow. Formaldehyde. Well, I would and he's say right, though. He's right. Hogan, it, Hogan just. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, dude, Hogan. I know. Are you a Hogan fan? But I'm a fan of Hogan. Okay, well, movies. you're going to want to plug your ears for this part. Because he sucks. Which of the trapped in paradise is? I already, like, yeah. oh. I already said them. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> anytime he's on the that. Nanny? <laughs> anytime he's on that cigarette boat. Man, it's awesome. Uh, the, the big one for me, like growing up, and keep in mind, I was like eight, but it was Suburban Command. All right. You would have had to have been eight to enjoy that. I probably. That was like what but 92? Christopher Lloyd? Huh? Wait, yeah. you were I eight? was frozen today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I remember the trailer more yes. than the movie. Just the trailer. I was frozen. I was frozen today. And he takes the big he's got like the rocket launcher and he shoots that <laughs> yeah. second stoplight cuz yeah. it's like 50 feet from the other one and everybody it always gets all the traffic they have to stop twice. And at the end he's like fuck it. I you know, I saved the world and he blows up the stoplight. But I can't really think of one Hulk Hogan movie where he where wasn't like, Hulk Hogan. Where I'm like you have to see this. <laughs> like, there's not one Hulk Hogan movie I've recommended to anybody at any time. Even No Holds Barred, which tried to be like the yeah, cool him movie. against Zeus Tiny Lister. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe yeah. Rocky Three is the only time I would ever when he was uh, Thunder Lips. Yeah, Thunder well, and Lips. it's when he comes over at the end. He's like, "Hey, you know that was just for fun." Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, 
Uh, and I hate to burst your bubble. He sucks. That's all right. I'm sorry. That's my opinion. You're just killing the eight-year-old me. He's just too. He's just. I'm going back. In fact, I'm going to have Doc Brown come back so we can go back and kill the eight-year-old. We forgot. We did not mention Andre the Giant and Princess Bride. He was great in that. He was. Andre the Giant was great in the Princess. Well, I'd even say better than Piper in this movie. Andre the Giant was great in Princess Bride. Not that he could play a lot of other roles. Right. Is Dwayne Johnson the most successful? No. Former oh, I would successful, say, oh, yes. Successful. He's Deservedly so. I would, I would say he's the, for sure, he's the best, dude. He's yeah, the best well, wrestling Financially. Yeah, co- no. Well, no, no. Skill-wise. So. Yeah, oh, yeah, ball. dude. Yeah. Nobody else could play with fucking John Travolta. Nobody else. None of these other guys. Dude, I mean, fucking like the Fast and the, the Rock really Johnson. Good. He That guy is a fucking actor. Not a great actor. Right, not a great Not a great he's, actor. He's got that likability. He's funny. Well, he's got a like. Ability, I'll give you. I mean, even yeah. even certain parts of the, the Tooth Fairy had some funniness to it. Oh, but I did not see that. Really? Missed, Where he's a football player and he. One. We were wondering why you saw that. <laughs> what? He's because got I have children, small children at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got grandchildrens. Yeah, yeah. That's why I saw the that. The Rock one. was in it. There yeah, was, yeah. yeah. The rock, I don't see anything with the Rock. Who's it was in my one? contract. Is it Messina or somebody? The, John Cena. John, John Cena. Cena. He did not act. No, he cannot. Did he do the Marine? He just did the fucking Marine. He's got to be the worst. Out of all, didn't he do a movie the, called Twelve Rounds Two or something Kane like that? Did, yeah, uh, Kane, but Kane's no always silent. He did like a, that's Cino like a Michael Cino Myers. Cino uh, yeah, uh, well, uh, Dave Batista, Dave Batista, no Undertaker movie, no, no. Oh, oh, yeah. Batista, Batista, Batista was oh, in Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, and he was yeah. also in Riddick. He was also in Riddick, and he was on Entourage. Yeah, just so he's he's brought. But I'll tell you what, honestly, going into Guardians, I thought the one weak spot of the movie would be Dave Batista, but he he delivered it great. He was straight. Were some it. of the best parts. But of the movie. I wonder if him being an alien helped him because he got to be very stoic and very, mm-hmm. you know, he got to talk. I mean, Colin hasn't seen it, so we're not going to like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but, one uh, guy in the world who hasn't seen yeah. it. Really? What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Creature is talking about because he's never been in that weird LA scene. That's yeah. what it is. Like right. these people are weird. Oh, wait, actually, I just had a thought. I'm sorry if I no, can interject real ahead. quick. Yeah. But because Carpenter did Halloween. <laughs> and they live, and this is the uh, the Laurie Strode character. He's the one who is isolated, you know, and oh, is yeah. the one who's able to see what's the threat that's happening because yeah. he doesn't have the distraction. Yeah, that's right, else. for sure. Right, he's that friend. Mm, he's the shit. final girl. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> and it, I mean, the only yeah, because the only other character that or the only other family member he talks about would be his dad, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. from obviously when well, he ran, away, he ran away at 13, so yeah. that's obviously Although way in the Although he wears path. a wedding ring. But I'm sure that's, that's just because Piper is yeah. not taking this shit off for no one, not even fucking Hollywood. <laughs> maybe. Oh, maybe. This is a goddamn oath. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is my fucking... Why did, I, why did I just hear <laughs> I'm a real American prop. cue up in my head for that, for some I'm reason? I'm a real American. I am an Fight FBI agent. Right. <laughs> I am an FBI agent. <laughs> oh my God, he just morphed. <laughs> this is your wake-up call. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, keep going. All right. <laughs> what movie did we watch? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, it's it's a fun performance. I'm not going to call it a good performance by Roddy Piper. 
but it's a lot of fun and I enjoy it. And I think sure. that like his comedy style is I think it's natural and it's like he doesn't even know he's being funny and he cracks the shit out of me. So I, I love it. Um, I would highly recommend this film. There's a lot of there's a lot of conspiracies going on through here throughout the film. Um, it's a good film to watch with your friends and laugh while you're watching it, but then talk about it like we are tonight. You know, talk about some of the underlying tones of the film because they are there and they they are intended. And uh, it's I think it's a smart film and I think it was really well done. So go out there and if you haven't seen it, go see it. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I think this is you know again uh, as a as a devotee of John Carpenter's work, I think this is one of the high points or one of the few. I mean, it's one of the last you know uh, I don't know like maybe worthwhile movies. Even though I'm saying that it's cheap, right? I think that its ambition outstrips its. Uh, oh shit! Its, what did the uh, dude from the uh, Perverts Guide? To, uh, he called it. Yeah, actually, yeah, it was. Uh, he, he's like a Russian. He's Slovakian. Slovakian, or something? like. I don't know. Oh, you can't. But you can't a, trust those dirty Eastern Europeans. Well, he's a he's a psychoanalyst and a professor. I think of uh, in in he makes these movies called The Perverts Guide to something. Right. And in this one, he started off. Uh, I think it was the Perverts Guide to Ideology. Yeah, the Perverts Guide he said to Ideology. That, uh, they live was one of the underrated or forgotten masterpieces. It's like, oh, and he's okay now. Liberal, yeah, the Hollywood left. He said, and okay, like, so there's one you can trust. This I'm guy not apparently even sure that like I mean I don't know I assume well, that the Carpenter has leftist uh, politics, but it oh, almost yeah, seems like on. he's well yeah, but he just seems like a guy who wants to be like left out of everything. It's just just go the fuck away. That's true, yeah, he doesn't want to conform. Like I said, there I was the there was laws. that American like want, you know, union, you know, the fight against that or that union statement with the uh, Mexican workers. Yeah. Well, let's face it, uh, if this was the very, 50s, he'd that be would labeled be seen a communist. Well, I was going to say that would be view. seen yeah. the the, well, the, would be, yeah. the union Mexican that would be seen as a conservative viewpoint nowadays. Mm-hmm. Where if he is a liberal, he made that. Back that, you yeah. Know, yeah, but his whatever, but 80. the character's reaction. That's what's weird about it is like you've got this kind of like you know uh, the you know wouldn't it be better if we all just unplugged from all this stuff and got back to what really mattered? And then you have the you know I'm just gonna I see something, bam! I'm reactionary. I'm gonna shoot it. I mean that's the criticism that Ameri- you know, of the American way well, of life. But that's the hero of the movie. So it's like you kind of have these two things where like. You've got this kind of like leftist uh, political uh, viewpoint with this rightist kind of reaction down the middle. Yeah, it's libertarian. Kinda, yeah, John, John Carpenter is a bipolar director, which is probably <laughs> why the movie has its enduring like appeal because both sides, you know, what, no matter what side you're on, I think you agree that Alien Takeover is a bad <laughs> yeah. idea, yeah. and you <laughs> like the fact of seeing, you know, I'm chewing bubble gum and kicking ass all over the place. You know, it gives you both of those. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, okay, so I've lost the rest of my train of thought. I'm going to say, uh, recommending uh, They Live, uh, if you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. I mean, it may be dated, I don't know, and it may be, uh, the other thought that I had was um, last week we watched, uh, oh, sorry, two weeks ago we watched uh, Nightbreed, and I remember uh, uh, one of our guests was saying, Tom was saying, <clears throat> he didn't like a movie when it had an overtly political uh, you know, when the subtext became the pretext. And I'm like, man, they live to me is like very pretextually political. But I guess you could, you know, when I first saw it when I was a kid, well, see, I don't know. 
it still struck me as like I was still it's right there in your face yeah. what they were talking yeah. about. So does that dampen your enjoyment of the movie? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think it's like an agreement it that you is make the movie. going into it. It is the movie. Jeez. Yeah. So that's a recommendation. I have always liked this movie, but it is like when it comes to I don't know. The actual story of the movie, there's not a lot going on. Like I said, this is a concept, right? They had the concept. They knew it was like they could have made like a like a great hour of television or but uh you know, I mean, obviously they're working with whatever. I mean, yeah, well, just the I mean, just trying to make a story out of it. A guy puts on glass. I can't even believe we didn't even talk about the glasses thing. Like when I saw Men in Black, uh, the first Men in Black, and they had the Ray Ban. Uh, 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 what do you Sunglasses. call glasses? Yeah, but the uh, what do you call it? A, uh, the financial uh, oh, the, support, yeah, uh, uh, sponsorship funding, yeah, sponsorship. And they, I was like, dude, they need a They Live remake with fucking Ray Ban <laughs> sponsorship. That would be the best thing. Now it's all over. They fucked it up. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah. Oh, guy puts on glasses, sees aliens. End of story. I mean, they, they've got nothing. They've got nothing in this movie going on. I mean, but I think I think if you want this commentary, this is why you see this movie. I think you have to go for this type of commentary. It's, it's, it, this is for the crowd that wants to go watch shit like Soylent Green, uh, Slaughterhouse-Fi. Like, sh- people that want to watch something that is making a commentary on our our whatever political social system can i interject something here but no that you're trying to inject this commentary into mass entertainment you're trying to approach people who otherwise would be turned off by or wouldn't listen well either that or you're just trying to make a fun way of saying something you know because yeah there's the boring way like you could write roots or you could fucking write like an alien epic about or, or enemy mind how about yeah. that? Like, instead yep. of Roots, make Enemy Mine or whatever. And you got the same, like, racism is bad. You know, you get it. You know, it's like, and I think doing it in an entertaining form, to me, it reaches people more. Just because it's like, oh, boy, this is some fucking history lesson. I got to learn how to be a nice person. Right. Where if you use at least use a science fiction or an entertainment you'll get people at least more willing to start seeing the other side, right? Because they'll be like, I agree with that guy, and he's black, you know? But it's like, well, shit, the writer could have been white, but he's just showing you how a black person could be any fucking way, you know? Tarantino? No, No. definitely not Tarantino. No, no, I'm not even going to talk about Tarantino. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. Well, it has to be tempting. Once you reach some certain level of power or fame in the film industry, and you're able to tell the stories that you want to tell in your own way, to be able to be like, all right, these are ideas that I believe are happening or trends throughout our society. I'm going to put that in my film because it is a form of propaganda, a way to get it out there. Yeah. But I think you got to be careful with that in Hollywood because that can be a minefield that you're tap dancing in. You have to be really careful what you're putting out to not get shut out of the main. Yeah, you just. But I. But I even think as long as you, because Rod Serling actually talks a little bit about this about how uh, when they were first writing scripts for television that dealt with 
uh, uh, like anti-Semitism or, or, or shit with the Nazis. They nobody wanted to produce it. It was too real. It was just yeah, too fucking real. Stuff. Yeah, it's like, but you make it aliens. You make it whatever. Hey, fucking say whatever you want because either the people that aren't paying attention aren't going to see it for like this is some bullshit real world commentary. Blah 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 blah. They're not paying attention or. Or, or they'll, you know, they'll fucking get it. They'll get it like, oh, dude, aliens are us, man. We're the aliens, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that's the way, I, I guess, maybe it should be, maybe, because, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, because I, I don't depth. like it movies. Gives depth to these things. Well, but I don't like yeah. movies that preach. I mean, there's that movie White Man's right. Burden, right? Where yeah, that's, the movie is just a universe where, where white people are yeah. the. Uh, well, that's the pretext, right? Yeah. And whenever but, it comes at you that way, you're like turned off. Yeah, it's because it's just like, fuck. If this was about more. how, like. Well, shit, you could take Planet of the Apes, right? Take mm-hmm. White Man's Bird, take Planet mm-hmm. of the Apes, right? I'd rather watch yeah. it with fucking apes because it's just yeah. it's just a little bit more interesting. It's just yeah. interesting. It doesn't feel like someone's ramming a message down my throat. I'm right. still getting a message. Yeah. And hopefully you're smart enough to get the message because that is the only reason I'm worried about these fucking parody, uh, parables and blah, blah, blah. It's like, shit, you think people are fucking smart enough nowadays? I don't know. Have you they, seen they, most of them? They could just miss them. Oh, yeah. yeah. They could just miss them. I mean, but that's why they don't that's, get... That's where the movie has to work on like two plays it's like if you don't if you miss it it still has to it be can have some entertainment good yeah. yeah right which i don't think they live would i don't think uh, if they live really? is just entertainment yeah. they live as entertainment i don't think is great because once again it's really about i'm gonna run into this room shoot things we're gonna run to this room well i, we're gonna I, talk, I do admit after the meg Foster thing, go it does drag again. a bit for a little bit it just yeah. turns a little bit well, too into yeah. like a shoot 'em up action movie with no goal there's no goal mm-hmm. you know there's no goal until they accidentally set off a fucking watch that sends them to a hole they don't even know where they're gonna go it's like and yeah, then they, they have a goal there, it's like now we gotta shut now we have signal. something to do the right. last 10 minutes of the movie we got something to do and that's yeah. what it is this is the last 10 minutes of the movie yeah. they got nothing to do from the time he finds the glasses to fucking so it's like eh I think they need another go run I'm ready for a They Live remake I am oh! I want them to keep living oh. <laughs> they live and we sleep I recommend this that's movie that's the sequel right there. <laughs> yeah. that's the name of the two. wait just to be clear which movie are you recommending the remake or this one. There's not a remake. Well, you're... I'm just saying that I think the... for it. I mean, I recommend this movie just because of the commentary. I love the commentary of this movie, but I do think it needs some entertainment, like some uh, whatever. But, uh, and maybe if they had made a remake, like usually I'm not for remakes, but when a movie to me has faults in it, it's like this could be, a. you can keep the idea and make it better. Yeah. It still is like this could. It use feels a like the end of this movie was hampered by the fact that they didn't have a budget to do anything bigger than what they did, and even right. what they did. And was that was like, a party, right? A party was, with a black a black suit and tie party. Yeah, and then they <laughs> end up in like a TV station. It's like here's where we produce the signal, and it's like a master control room, and you're like. This is the high tech alien. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because most people don't get behind the scenes at a TV station. You know, it's like, ooh, yeah. yeah. Look at all the screens. But at the time, it was that high cheap. tech? I mean, you. It, it, was, uh, it, was, yeah, it was standard. Yeah, yeah standard. It's just, but the fact yeah. that people, the audiences, didn't get to right, see it, right? right? Yeah. They did have that so cool predator writing, all, though. 
Yeah. Ooh, I, the stuff they printed <laughs> out. <laughs> on the, no, the biggest <laughs> the thing the stencils thought, were cool. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the biggest thing I thought <laughs> was like, wow, how much did it cost to do this? When they redid like every single uh, canister, box, jar, whatever in and the groceries. Uh, yeah. 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 That had to be. Yeah. Like the newsstand with all the magazines. Those are awesome images. Those are fucking awesome with everything just being white with a one word, two words with obey, consume. The best is when the glasses go on and wipe it on and off. Yeah. There's one wipe, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think it just. So, yeah, I do. I recommend it. Okay. Uh, the political commentary is what draws me to this movie because I, I do feel that a lot of what went on in this movie is actually here today. The police state, the, the way that things are going with that, uh, the way that we are led to consume and live beyond our means. We're not, we're not programmed anymore to just do what we could. It, keeping up with the Joneses used to be something that only a few people did. Now we all do it. Yeah. We go out and buy an iPhone 5 when we don't have a car. Which you should look you up. Know. That was actually created by the nephew of Sigmund Freud came up with us like teaching us how to become consumers for things we don't need. Cause we used to be a necessity based society. We only, you needed toilet paper. You went and bought toilet paper. Now they created things for us to get and they need to create reasons for us to want it. Very fucking interesting shit. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, like, okay, I just got an iPhone 5. No! no. iPhone 6, I know. I, now iPhone I'm talking all this conspiracy shit in front of you? Yeah. Look, look. You all spy, I'm saying is... Spy phone. Two of us may or may not work in television. That's all I'm saying. That's, so, you know... But, so, no names. But, but no. All, this is an anonymity. Or anonymity. I, I do believe that the, the poor have always been exploited in this country. I just think it's coming to... A, a peak in how things are done, that middle class is being destroyed. All this is discussed in the movie. How This is how we will bring things down. So to, do you think this is something that's happening now? Or like, absolutely. This, no, but I'm saying... Do I think this aliens been, are doing this, it? No, I, I'm saying... Has, I think the rich are. Is this movie saying that this has been something going, or is this just happening now? I think has it's always been, been going on. I think they were here forever. Because Keith David they've says, how long have here. they been here? Forever. Well, you know... Maybe since the time of the pyramids, who knows? But I'm saying yeah. the the whole thing is is if you you buy into this and you look at things, a lot of what happened in the movie is going on today. That's that's what holds up for this movie for me. You could see it going from the '60s. You know, you had look things at the like binge the watching State, uh, riots. Look at like binge that. watching. Binge watching is now a term where you're oh, going to sit down and watch I did 15 it. hours I did of it. fucking TV. I, mean, I, I do it. I love it. But just the yep. idea that. <laughs> yep. But no, just the <laughs> idea that. The, well, yeah, but yeah, I'm a yeah, movie yeah. person, yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah, now yeah, the yeah. idea that like I've I've got buddies, they're kids binge watch. Well, it's like holy fuck, it. your little kid yeah. watches TV for 15 hours. Yeah. What is you and I's other hobby? We have went from the pamphlet comic to the trade paperback. Same thing as binge watching. Mass consumption. Mass consumption. That's exactly what we're doing. We do it in TV. We do it in life. We do it in everything. Why do you think everybody's living oh, such they live. My, my, my cousin said to me one time, he goes, he goes, well, why would I want to rock the boat? I've got my house, my car, my kids. I said, okay. I said, do you... Have you paid off that car or that house? No. Then the bank has your house and your car. Basically, you what it is. You own nothing yet. It's putting yeah. posters up on your prison cell. It's putting very yeah. lovely Decorate things to look at. Decorate your imprisonment. Yeah. yeah, you're decorating your imprisonment. That's a <laughs> so I, I love this movie. And Carpenter, he's had a ton of movies. And, and I guess we were talking about a little bit. A lot of these people appear in his other movies. So... To me, with John Carpenter, his movies almost have a, a homey feel to it yeah. because you see a lot of the same yeah. characters throughout the yeah. other movies. And, and I think he's always brought that to it. 
Uh, he's one of my favorites. Big Trouble in Little China, mm-hmm. Halloween, uh, The Thing. I love all these movies. Uh, Ghosts of Mars. Don't throw anything at me, but <laughs> but I do I do like the movie. Oh, I, get I don't the love f- it. Uh, I don't love it, but I like it. Uh, <laughs> hey, look, you got to have a few things you watch. Did you see the Ward? That's his latest movie. Yeah, I would rather poke my own eyes out. I did watch it. Yeah, I like that one better than really? Ghost of Mars. But well, but see, Jeez, that's I what hope I'm saying. I'm never it's, sitting it's here just talking like, about yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, I will never bring it to the freak show. Don't worry about two, it. You're safe. You're safe. You two are arguing over which is the worst of the worst. Yes. Of yeah. what, you know, I prefer to, re- like Dario Argento, <laughs> I prefer to remember the early days. Well, that's how <laughs> they were yeah. legends. Well, and Escape legends. from New York is one of my favorites. But anyway, like I said, it's it's just it's one of those movies that to me, it brings a lot of things that I feel what's going on in society today. And and I hate to feel it, but as I'm getting older, I feel like that old man in every generation is just watching society crumble under your feet and thinking, how the hell are we going to survive? Somehow we always do, but but you do get that feeling. And I think that brought it to me in this movie as well. You know, uh, I do recommend it. Obviously, I brought it to the freak show, so I would have to go with I do recommend it because it would just sound stupid if I didn't. So, <laughs> that happened well, before, but, no. but I'm going to say I did. I do enjoy the movie, and I do recommend going out and seeing it. So that's it for me. Well, it's They Live, then, on the Saturday Night Freak Show. Uh, next week should be Brent's pick, but he's not going to be here. It's not next week, That's either. Next business. episode. So this is all illusion. I'm jumping up <laughs> one week. It's going to be my choice. I think we're going to watch uh, Vincent Price in the House of Wax in its original 3D. 3D? Okay, I'm in. I was going to be like, bullshit. Wait a minute. Well, this. Ball, man. In 3D, though. Do we have to do 3D. Can you hear the 3D? Yeah. Okay. So that's how they bring you in. You have to wear the glasses to see it. Wear the glasses. That's next week. And until then, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us on all of wherever your favorite podcasts are given away. So until then, the basement door is closed. Gary, say the goddamn line. Say it. What is it? I've come here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. Yes. See, doesn't that sounds better than the way he delivers it? Yes. I'm here to chew bubble gum and, and kick, kick ass, ass. Yes. and I'm all out of bubble gum. But yeah. I'm here to kick ass and chew yep. bubble gum. Sounds that's way better. Yeah, it does. It runs. Yeah. That's how Duke Nukem says it. I'm yeah. here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble it gum. Runs Instead of that way. It's, well, it runs smoother than I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. Absolutely. I don't know. I like the way because it was unexpected. It was I'm here the, to chew bubble. I'm here gum. to chew bubble gum and kick ass. I'm all out of But you could actually say, I'm here to oh, kick ass and chew bubble gum. Like, you almost don't have to think about it when you say, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. All right, I'm yeah. all out of Wait. bubble gum. Colin, say it again. Don't step on his line. Travis, go. Wait, Travis, go or Colin? Yeah, who are Colin, go. Oh, uh, I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum.